0: to the wise men say podcast it's the preview show we are actually going to preview the game in a little bit more depth than we did this time last week because you know no more managerial speculation or anything like that it actually is starting to feel a little bit more settled again i'm roy fallow joined once again by matthew keelan after after your absence last week matthew i know
1: i'm back i know to much <laughs> to everyone's disappointment i uh I managed to get away from the grotto a little bit early today, and uh, and um yeah. yeah, come and talk about talk about them. And uh, I'm actually dressing up as an elf again tomorrow because my Christmas jumper hasn't arrived in time. So oh well, uh, why not? This is what we're not why doing not? a put tomorrow really, isn't it? Well, we usually would. Busy, but, um, busy, busy time for elves. Busy,
0: but you know? yeah, we won't we won't go into the admin of that one. Uh, but you're feeling well rested. You're, you're back up well, to Yeah, now. yeah. Um
1: Yeah. It's almost like I've served a, served a suspension or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just being banned from the podcast, though. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back, and I'm sure it's. Good to I'm sure back. everyone's thrilled to have me back, including well, of you, Rory. And how are well, we? Well, as
0: as ever, yeah. Don't forget your catchphrase as well, Matthew. Um, we're also joined
2: as well by Mickey Loff. Mickey, how are you? I'm good. I'm still recovering from fives last night, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm delighted that Matthew's back as well. And as of, as always, it's an honour to be on with him. So, Oh, well, an honour. <laughs> I've honour.
1: It.
0: After you were saving shots from them left, right, and centre last night as well, of course. But we'll save the we'll save the uh, the five aside chat for for later in the pod maybe because we've got a, got a question or two about that on uh, on the Twitter today. <laughs> Earlier in the week always makes the preview pod a little bit easier prep wise when Sunderland have a game midweek. It was Lee Johnson's second game in charge, a two-one win over Oldham in the Papa John's Trophy. Goals from Chris Maguire and Josh Scoan, seeing the lads into the last sixteen. Um quite a good game for Lee Johnson, I think, lads, wasn't it, to have as his, his second game in charge where he could you know it's a type of game where it's going to be competitive because all of them obviously are gonna to want to get through themselves and you know gonna to want to be able to show what they're about as as they did by going ahead, of course. But also a little bit of the pressure off, meant Johnson could try a few things, like starting Jack Diamond, for example, and you know, Patterson in goal as well, and some some nice stuff in a in a fairly you know, not the most eventful of game, but I don't know me, I know you watched the game as well. Um I thought I thought there was some quite nice stuff going on.
2: Yeah, there was. I think our intent looked a lot better. We looked to get on the front foot a lot more. Um and I'm just pleased for Johnson as well because I know that it was kind of a little bit of a meaningless game, but you don't want to go too long without getting your first win as a manager, particularly in light of the defeat against Wigan on Saturday, which obviously I think he took the game in view of getting the win. So I'm pleased for him on a personal level, but I think that we did look a lot better. I think if you've been picky the last 15 minutes, we may be invited a bit too much pressure onto ourselves, but overall I think it was a much more positive performance. And I think I saw like quite a good graph earlier, which showed the positions we were crossing the ball from compared to in previous weeks. So it looked a lot more encouraging, the fact we were trying to get the ball kind of in line with the 18-yard box when we're putting like better quality balls in rather than crossing from deep which is much easier to defend so there were it slipping,
0: they were getting slipped
2: in behind nice
0: and early weren't
2: there? There, there were the, and, and that, that suited Diamond um, to a large extent as well and I just think it's testament to the fact that even though Johnson it's mad to think he's been here for like for less than a week I mean this time last Thursday we're all talking about Danny Cowley getting the job and now Lee Johnson's here but he already looks to be kind of putting his stamp on things which is encouraging so So, yeah, it was quite a good exercise for everyone concerned, really, I think, on Tuesday, and good to get the win.
0: Yeah, it was indeed. And Jack Diamond coming in for a lot of praise. Possibly our, well, for me, I thought he was our, our best player on the night um, like you were saying Mick, nice to see him getting slipped into those areas and getting those balls put in from different positions but one thing I noticed that I thought was quite good as well as the crossing um, I think you could see this off the highlights alone to be fair couldn't you Matt the fact yeah, that just as
1: well really isn't it <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fact that we were getting we were flooding the box which yeah. Johnson spoke about um, in the immediate aftermath of, of the Wigan game there were options in there straight away weren't there there was always even if you know just maximising the opportunity I bet that's a phrase Lee Johnson loves (laughs) that's a bit of management speak right there isn't it but you know it meant there was always an option in there so if you put the ball just into that threatening area it always looked like something could happen didn't it Matt?
1: Yeah I think um, that's something we've been really guilty of really not just this season but forever just we just never have anyone in the box. Like, how many times? Since like, 1879. since well, I'm not going to get oh controversial, Mickey uh, <laughs> since 1992, surely. Uh, but um, no, I think it's we've been got. How many times have you seen we saw it against against Wigan on Saturday, even? And I know Johnson was in charge of that game, but he wasn't really. Um, Greg, the only centre forward, find himself out on the wing, and there's just no one in the middle. There's no one pushing forward and. No one even picking up the scraps on the edge of the box. And I think that changed from what I saw all, what, three minutes of the highlights on, on <laughs> Tuesday. I think we did seem to, as you say, be flooding the box and just getting bodies in there. Like, this division's awful. And I know that, they, well, they were a League Two side, but this division's <clears> awful and bodies just generally being around make a difference. We saw it with the first game of the season, Bristol Rovers, when we just brought... Some bigger players on And it just caused havoc (laughs) Yeah Like because the teams were playing a rubbish And I think we don't have to be good To beat them It's just about like Being smart almost And just doing really Sort of Basic stuff But Absolutely I think this game kind of Showed it as well If you look at the goal
0: That Oldham scored Like I say I know they're a League 2 side But you know Not that much of a chasm Really really. I'd say less of a Less of a chasm Between League 1 and 2 Than there is League 1 And the Championship Yeah but you know you look at the goal they scored was the, the keep one The keeper could have done better for me we were quite slack in the way that he was even allowed to, to, to get the shot in i thought was quite poor but then as soon as you start just moving the ball quite quickly and getting forward we were creating chances and you know we your main complaint isn't it isn't uh, excuse me your main complaint isn't it is that we should have maybe won by more than one goal. I know we maybe took our foot off a little bit, but, you know, in the second half, Power had one where I think he tried to put it across the face, a goal, didn't he? And he maybe should have shot. Oh, I got that the wrong way around. But anyway, um, and, you know, there's a few more, like with those crosses and stuff like that where we just couldn't apply the finish. But still, quite positive to see. And we mentioned we mentioned Patterson in there. Mickey, you're our resident goalkeeper expert. <laughs> wow. what was you know it was the first time, probably for I know he's like had the odds appearance here and there, but not not really very many. That and think off the top of my head, um, made a good save in the second half. But like I say, quite at fault for the goal, I thought. You're as like I say, as our goalkeeper expert, Mickey. What were your thoughts on Patterson's performance?
2: Well, I think I'll um, clarify that and say I'm far from an expert, but um, no, I was pleased with Patterson, because like you pointed out, I think when he watches that back, you'll be disappointed to have been beaten from the distance that he was, and it wasn't quite like in the corner, and he got a hand to it, and it just just was one of them where he could have done better, but what I liked about it was... He's a young lad, he hasn't had a great deal of um, 1st team football. I think, like I've pointed out before, his only loan spell was on loan to Sunderland RCA, which is kind of like real, kind of like deep into non-league. But he recovered really well, nearly at that level, But no, he, he commanded his area really well after that, and he just did the basics well. And it's quite common for goalkeepers, particularly young keepers, to when they make a mistake, to try and overcompensate for it and come for ridiculous things they shouldn't do, and try and almost like, as I say, like overcompensate for the error that they made. But he didn't do that. He just did the basics really well. And, like you pointed out, he produced an absolutely fantastic save late on to get us through to the next round of the Cup. So, you'll be really pleased with that. And I think it was interesting to see how much Lee Johnson kind of name checked him after the game and talked about him. So, I'm not saying that he'll be in the first team anytime soon, but I think the way he talked about, uh, well, typically um, Johnson phrase box management, which <laughs> 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 which proper prop football, the men will be frothing at the mouth here in expressions yeah. like that. But, he, um, but no, um, I think it's. <laughs> I think he will get a chance under Johnson um, like, as the season progresses and, like I say, can't do him any harm to, to play him in these matches. Well, as
0: well, I'm going to come to our resident goalkeeper and hating <laughs> expert, the, whatever the opposite of an aficionado is, yeah. that would be Matthew Keelan when it comes to goalkeepers. And, yeah. you know, I look at Patterson, even with that mistake aside, when we're chucking like Remy Matthews in there aye, well <laughs> i am kind of like uh, it, it, it can't be much he can't be that much worse and that kind of his performance on tuesday made me think well he looks at and I, it's one game i, I told but that, he's but. not
1: worse. He, like, um yeah <laughs> like but um but his face Matthews is he's he's on par with like steel and Camp. he's <laughs> dreadful he's all like, he's awful that's unfair on probably is unfair on Lee Camp. Like Lee Camps is, is, is played. Jason for... Steele still a Premier League player. Yeah, still... he, he was uh, played against Man United in the League Cup, didn't he? Earlier this season.
0: Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. he nearly. Um, he need... <laughs> this how good it gets for Jason
1: Steele now. He nearly
0: came on against Chelsea, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he's Cause... number two now. Fair play, at him. Well done. What a grift
1: uh, and I think Lee Camps like consistently played at the Championship level. So Matthews is appalling, and I think uh, Burge is like all right, but. Uh, you know there's not that much of a gap it's not like when we had well a, a comparative Rolls-Royce and John McLaughlin last last season yeah it's not like just chucking him in ahead of ahead of uh, ahead of him you're chucking him in ahead of well maybe harsh on birds you could say but well I, I wouldn't be averse to him to him playing to be honest well though it's not like well mainly because of the options
0: we have I'm, I'm kind of like what when well not <laughs> Warm and sounds a bit of a strange way of putting it, but I'm getting a bit more comfortable with Burge as time goes on. I I think maybe just needed a bit of a settled run in the side. I think Craig said it on the pod as well that I think Burge is just about the standard for this level as well. Whereas I think whereas I think Matthews is below that. So you know, with Johnson and Speakman coming in, who want to give a pathway to these young players, they've both spoke about it you know would that be the end of the world if he became the number two I don't think so I mean I am jump- I know I'm jumping ahead off off the back of one game where he looks alright where he was just like you know and still made a mistake but I think I'd just maybe rather see that than Remy Matthews who I think is a bit of
2: a waste of time but he's a total knack at him like I'd I do agree with your point that I think it'll be good to see Patterson step up to be number two, but I do think we have to be careful. I'm going to use another bit of a kind of Johnson expression here and talk about like kind of recency bias with goalkeepers because I think that is a big problem. Because I think if a goalkeeper plays well, suddenly there's all this clamour, or there should be in the team based on like one good performance, and then they'll have a bad game and all of a sudden he's like kind of a worst case, Reverend, he should be dropped. I mean, last season, oh. at the start of the season, like Lee Burge had a couple of decent games in the cup and McLaughlin made a couple of errors. And suddenly it was all, oh, well, John McLaughlin, was he really that good last season? Mm. We need to get Lee Burge in. And then you saw, as time went on, Burge had a little run on the side, but McLaughlin is a far superior goalkeeper. So I'm not against Anthony Patterson at all, but I just do think we need to be careful just we've gone a little bit overboard on this. I
1: think I I, I agree. I, I take your point, but he's had one, possibly two good games. Well, two decent games, and that's more than Matthews has
2: had because he's had none. Yeah, but <laughs> that
1: is I mean, to be fair. He
2: did make an, he did he made an unreal double save against Fleetwood. To be fair to Matthews, but he's been dreadful other than that. Like, but I know I, he did. To be fair, that one he tipped onto the bar and then
1: he got. Got back up and saved the, the rebound, but then for every double save against Fleetwood, there's the display at home. Oh, to... he,
2: he's crap! He's crap! Yeah. <laughs> there's the display at home
1: to Burton Albion. <laughs> yeah, there's not being able to just basically keep hold of the ball.
0: I mean, Gary Foster is one <laughs> of them. Well, I so so saw a
1: tweet, uh, I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't me, so I'm not taking credit for it. Um, someone said that he's got his arms the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris Packard hands on it. Popadom hands is me for yeah. Popadom hands, that's <laughs> another good one as well. What about at the other end of the pitch? Will Greg started again? Um not a spectacular performance, obviously, but I thought he looked quite positive, Micky. What did you th- what did you think of Greg? I thought he was moving quite well, I thought he was working quite hard, looked quite motivated. I thought him and Diamond in the build-up to, you know, getting getting us in behind down on the flanks, I thought he was like quite integral to that and you know, he was only a goal, he was only a goal away. Of course, he was only a goal mm. away. We talked about Will Gregg. Um, from a bit of a, you know, not a goal again too over the top, but you can only base it on the context of the game, beat what's in front of you, and all that. I thought he was only a goal away from a bit of a complete striker's performance. I was, I was quite pleased with him. And you know, we don't know exactly what Johnson's gonna want to do with his forwards. So, do you think he's done enough to maybe keep his place in the starting eleven?
2: I think Grig played well. Um, I think it was kind of very typical of just the way that Grigg's been since he came to the club. I mean, I know obviously he hasn't scored the goals that we would want him to by any stretch of the imagination, but what I like about Will Grigg is he's not one of these strikers that kind of makes it all about him and is just desperate to get a goal for his own kind of benefit. He does the right things. Um, his link up play is decent like you say his movement off the ball is quite good and I quite admire that about him the fact he's going through such a barren spell but he's not made it all about him he's still very much like a team player when he does play so I do like that about him, but the only problem—well, it's a very big problem—but the problem I, do, I think with Will Grigg is we all look, watch the game and we say it by ourselves. Oh, if only Will Grigg had had a chance, like Josh Scorn said, If only Will Grigg had had a chance for X player had, but the problem is he gets them chances and he misses them. So it's a bit of a conundrum. How do you like when somebody's in such a bad? patch of form in terms of his finishing and goal scoring how do you rectify that however I think it's encouraging that in contrast to Phil Parkinson last year when Parkinson came in he talked about Charlie White a lot and how we needed to kind of play direct and get White involved Johnson's very much talked about kind of getting Will Grigg firing again, and if we can get him scoring goals, how it increased our chance of promotion to a large extent. And I think it's really encouraging that Johnson has come in and he hasn't like given up on Will Grigg, and he sees him as this like really valuable asset that we could potentially have.
0: And that's what every you know manager, it's what Parkinson should have done. I know Parkinson did get a bit of a tune out of Charlie Wyke, to be fair, and it. but it's ultimately what lost... Well, one of the main reasons what lost Jack Ross's job is that he failed to get the best out of both Will Grigg and Charlie Wyke. So mm. Johnson's want to come is wanting to come in and be this positive force. He's got to look, hasn't he, Matthew, at this jewel in the crown? Really, if you look well, at League One and given the goals Grigg scored yeah. at League One level, and think, but now not only have I got a job at this massive club, but I've got one of the best League One strikers of recent years. Like that's a bit of a gift, isn't it? So he he, he does have to look at that in a way and think. Yeah, fair enough he might not necessarily start him every week, but he needs to be playing in a way to get a tune out of him, doesn't he? And keep creating those chances and hopefully when he gets
1: one in the 6-yard box, he actually connects yeah. with it and puts it in the back of the net. He um he need, what he what he doesn't need to do is like sort of just not have him in the match squad for 10 games like happened yeah. last season, which was just bizarre, really. <clears throat> like of all the, of all the things that went on with Parkinson and stuff, that was I know Greg hasn't scored the goals, and I know like White might have been doing all right, and we had Lafferty, but to not have him in the squad, it was just when you think about that, it, it's it's insane, really. Well, they wanted to sell him, didn't they? Yeah, but actually, but they mean, were doing that after what's January? That well, he played. Well, he came on for about six minutes at Bristol Rovers, didn't he, in the last game we played? Yeah, and that was his first appearance for for months because didn't
0: he tra- didn't he travel to Portsmouth and wasn't even on the bench is that right well I, I mean think, I think things that like happened, that I mean
1: I, it? you look like there was no point going over the whole Partinson thing again but that's not going to do him any good is it like <laughs> no, I think no, you're right I think not. it's a you know um, Partinson did get a, a, a bit of a tune out of Charlie Wake but I think getting a tune out of Charlie Wake's like like dropping your grand piano on the floor, <laughs> uh, I think to be, but he did, and he did. kicking in a corner. <laughs> I think he did, and but uh, Will Griggs a
2: better player than Charlie White. The thing is, though, like how many chances did Charlie White get in order to get the tune out? of well, Charlie White, that's, that's my it. frustration.
1: And you look, you look at Griggs' career, and I think he had a spell at Brentford, which wasn't as successful. But he was a, a, obviously a younger lad then, and this. Patch is a total anomaly um, at this level in his career. So the goals are there, and there's something there, but it it just for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. you just got to hope that maybe a change, another changing manager, a manager that believes in him, though, I think. Part- yeah. Parkinson never believed in him.
0: Um, I think you're
1: absolutely spot on with I that, with it, what you said about how Parkinson
0: was taking him out of squads, and Johnson's the opposite of that with his positivity and stuff like that yeah. isn't isn't it
1: He's, like yeah so he, he'll keep him involved yeah and i think will grigg i don't i don't know i don't know him but i think he, he definitely speaks as a he needs an arm around the shoulder like someone like i imagine a paul cook would you'd he'd, he'd be mm-hmm. like you're da like after the game. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like it, I do, yeah. like, Oh wait, oh come on. Like and if if he was if he played crap, I'll take a McDonald's. I, 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 you how I, how I? Yeah. Or I get yeah. But that sort of like if he had a bad game, be like, Well, that was pretty crap that son. But we know he can do better. Not like, right, well you're not playing now for three months. Which I think <laughs> when everyone ostracized. knew like when, when when Greg missed that chance against Milton Keynes, like he was never going to start for Parkinson again. Like yeah, this bro, we were joking about it on, on the pod yeah. weren't we
0: that we'd like say you know go and you know go and get, get your boots now, nah, like Charlie White <laughs> <to him> instead <laughs> and, and stuff like yeah. that but to be fair with, with Wyke he has you know he spoke about and getting a tune out of him Wyke uh, has looked quite good quite fit quite confident this season and if we're putting balls in the box in you know it, balls that are a bit more thought out as well I know we were putting them in more to we were drilling them a bit lower on Tuesday but when you're getting in those areas pulling the back floating it into the area that's quite good for Charlie White as well so he's got a bit of a that's going to be an interesting thing I think because he, he obviously I know he brought McGeady into the starting 11 apparently last minute on um, mm. on Saturday against Wigan but this is the first league game where we really are going to get an idea of right this is probably and obviously things change and stuff like that we might add players in January whatever but that'll give us the biggest indicator of right, he is who he who he wants to work with, he is who he's trusting initially. So that striker one with which route he's going down is gonna be quite telling. I think, and if Charlie White isn't in the squad, he, he probably is going to be a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. like what, what have I got to do? Like, he did score in like not our last league game, but the um, you know couple of league games ago before that against Fleetwood. So you know he's been he's been getting goals here and there. I know he's not perfect, but hey, as long as it's not Danny Graham, lads. Yeah, amazing. Well, um, oh no, no, I
1: think everyone. I was just like, Danny Graham's just being the total opposite of what I thought he was going to be like, this time around. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Like, I totally blah, like I was like, uh, you know, I were, like, really randomly like Adam Matthews. Like, I really quite liked yeah, Danny yeah. Graham when he was here the first time. And I'm like, why? Because he's well, just first shit. time. First time
0: he did try quite hard to be and fair. I think, yeah. He did have these. He did have these performances like in the first three. The Mag's had, game, six, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was really good that day. Game against Southampton, yes. 2-1 with two. Jo- he was he was fantastic in that game. And then of and course he was always the Everton grafting. goal. Yeah, and like the relief on his face. <laughs> yeah. So he was even though he was shit, he was quite endearing. Yeah. Whereas at the minute he's just. He's just crap, and like you know, he was he was quite good at Blackburn. So I think we expect him to come in and be like, right, he's not going to start every week, but he'll come on and he'll bully defenders at this level. He'll be a battering ram. He'll be really useful, and he
1: just looks quite sluggish he can't and move. A bit like he literally no. can't move. Like he came was it last week against Wigan, and I, I was saying to me dad, um, he was here doing work. The match was on. Happened to be on at the same time while we were working <laughs> on the floor. Um, Sin like the game died because he cannot move. He, he can't nope. like he's just he's about he, he looks sixty five. <laughs> like, and that's not like <laughs> he really Johnny just looks like just like some man. Looks like Frank Gallagher from Shameless, to be honest. But like, he does look like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. He Really, the, the does. the thing as
2: well like the grim. We were trying to we're trying to sign him for weeks. Yeah, like like, he was, was on a transfer. Yeah, saga. but he was still trying to make his
1: way up. To be fair, Mick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and as well, there was like all this crap about how he had been training with the squad for a couple of weeks before he signed officially, and all this. It's like, so what was he? What were the coaches like watching?
0: No, no. It's hilarious. Like, and speaking uh, of hilarious, we did ensure on Tuesday night that the bandit era is well and truly still uh, alive yeah. by including Dion Sanderson <laughs> in, the, in, in the... Not just the, in the eleven, but in the squad, turns out, wasn't allowed because he's cup-tied no. in the of John's. So last minute, Tom Flanagan had to get drafted in. Uh, like, that is... Uh, you know new new era and all that like on the horizon but sundland still gonna sundland aren't they Matthew? yeah
1: it was just really funny how the, like it was tweeted by the club with just no explanation like <laughs> he's be, uh, yeah he's not uh, uh, alright uh, to be honest i forgot where about him playing for wolves under 21s um they, i have added it to my banter thread that i did a while ago and i have, have i have been asked to fill in the two year gap that I left from the last time. So, right, I well, am, so if
0: anyone's got any that they can suggest... So I am going to do that you.
1: probably at the weekend when I'm hung over. Um, so yeah, so I think it was Keith Cowden and had asked me to do it, so I'll do that for you, Keith. Okay, there so might not not have M been M underscore... <laughs>
0: Well, nice, to nice hear Keith's name, nonetheless. <laughs> um, at M underscore Keelan, if you want to film the last last two years, was it or so yeah, so so League it. League One era? Yeah, because so
1: I it. did it. I think I think the last one before Sanderson, I think it ended with when it was the last. I think it was the Norwich home game in the Championship or the the final home game in the Championship where the club had tweeted the starting lineup from the previous game. As, as the team.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I forgot about it. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, right. I think that's enough Papa John's chat for us. Um, Port Vale awaits in the last Whoa. 16. That's being played. The week commencing the 11th of January. What a way for me to celebrate my 28th birthday by not even being able to go and watch Maybe. Us in the Papa John's trophy.
1: Uh, Maybe. Maybe we can maybe
0: maybe maybe uh well i didn't i didn't renew my season ticket so if it's reduced attendance, i'm probably not going to be able to go i'll go but, i'll know, go you, for you you.
1: <laughs> you go you can periscope uh, just the periscope streaming the la- match for rory <laughs>
0: on instagram <live. laughs> instagram live. right that's
1: just a pitch of <laughs> your <laughs> face matthew oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, oh i was wondering why it would say me having a nice time <laughs> No, Matthew, what you've done essentially is just FaceTime roaring. Uh, wait, wait, uh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I like wait. <laughs> Anyway, let's go to a break. When we come <laughs> back, we're going to look ahead to the Lincoln game. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to the trip to Lincoln City, just to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk, use the discount code. WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. And crucially, if you're listening to this on Friday, the 11th of December, today is the last chance you've got to guarantee delivery for Christmas. Big Boss Chris Blythe has informed us he's been overwhelmed from the terraces are so popular is it to do with a new podcast they've launched I can well, neither confirm okay. or deny that you know you <laughs> <cute and>
1: well I <laughs> couldn't like to say.
0: not for us to say is it Matthew? it's not mean, no not it's not, not
1: it isn't no if you are listening uh, to this on I. if you're listening to this on Saturday uh, the 12th of December then tough yeah uh, too late. Christmas you is might, ruined but it's just
0: not it's not guaranteed. Chris asked us to make that very clear. So if you're thinking of getting something for the football casual who likes to look sexy in your life and you want to get 10% off using the discount code WMS10, make sure you've put your order in no later than the 11th of December to make sure it'll be under the Christmas tree. On to Lincoln, lads. Lincoln, second in League Two. If anyone's read Tom Walsh's Mega Megabus...
1: This, have we been relegated? Uh, Two.
0: Sorry, yeah, we have been relegated oh, Matthew's dreams c- awesome, come yeah. true <laughs> um, Sorry, in League One If anyone's read Tom Walsh's Cans and Megabus On uk, Tom pointed out in that How has that been allowed to happen? <laughs> how are Lincoln second in, well, in League One? It happened
1: last season for a while <laughs> What's going on? I you know, I went last season It's nice, Lincoln
0: I've never been Did you go last season, Mickey?
2: I didn't, didn't. Oh right, plan. well, I what? had. A, I had a,
1: um, we had a, We went on the train, me and uh, me and my uncle Steve, and uh, which is apt because it's the LNER. It TV, is, and it? I actually it's saw called, Tom man. Walsh in the pub before the oh, game. Lovely. And uh, we went. If you get a Lincoln on the train, it's a bit like Mick's journey to Bristol Rovers last season, where he went <laughs> via, yeah. well, the whole solar system basically. I think we changed at York and then Redford and then went that way and then. Coming back hilariously changed at New Newark Castle and then had a walk across Newark with bags of cans to Newark Northgate and then get the train back to Newcastle. But great for pubs, Lincoln. Just to yeah, shame everything the Yeah,
0: no point doing that now. Um, but, you know, if you go to UK, read Tom Walsh's Cans and Megabus, he'll give you your alternative tips of well, how Well, you can have drinks in enjoy the house and you don't have to have a scotch egg, so... Exactly. Oh you can have, if you want, you can have a Scotch. Eh? Well, you if can you if you like not, if you want them. They're not bad, but you don't have to, is the crucial <laughs> thing. Um given that they're second in the division in, in League One, not League Two. And you know, Lincoln have won their last three, mm-hmm. two nil away win over Rochdale in their last league game. They're going to fancy us, they fancy this, aren't they, given the form that we are in, despite the managerial change, but we're in <laughs> awful form, I haven't won in our last five. <laughs> it's really depressing to say. A point would probably be alright here, wouldn't it? A way to yeah. Wigan in League One. I think
1: it would. Um, ordinarily, though, I think Johnson's... Uh, you know what, if we'd have just turned up last week and just rolled Wigan over like we should have, yeah... It would have been fine, but I think we're making a right mess of things, aren't we? And we need a, we need a win. I think to be honest, I think any like you know, even if we'd won against Wigan, I would have, I would have absolutely said, yeah, we'll just go and not lose. But yeah, we, for Clive, you, you've got a, we've got a win really. For John, John, will obviously want to win. Innit? Absolutely, and, uh, we need. I think they will go also, to win we, as well. We need to close fair. the gap to them. Like Absolutely. were the thousands ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's really sure. uh,
0: do you think though maybe part of it is obviously we need to definitely not lose, but do you think maybe if we show enough of like, you know, positivity yeah. and decent football and come away with something, then that'll maybe not placate the fans, because like, it's not, it's not like everyone's no. like fuming over Johnson, but it'll make people think, all right, here we go then. Yeah. We're starting to turn things around. The football's a bit better. We've got a result against one of the better sides in the division, and then hopefully we can go, because it's Wimbledon in midweek right. next week, and then Shrewsbury right. after that. So then hopefully you get two wins out of that. So I think you maybe have to look at this in a cluster of three, don't you, and look at a minimum of seven points maybe with obviously some progression in the, the style of play and you know a bit a bit more
1: positivity injectors yeah i think um if we're seeing i agree if we're seeing to go there and not to just try and lose uh, so, no, sorry, not to just try and not lose i'm just trying to <laughs> lose. I'm and just throwing the game darling um yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i think if we go there and put one up front and stick the rest of the team behind the ball like you know no disrespect to our friend Rory but we probably would have done that under Phil Parkinson. oh yeah absolutely um, of course we would I think if we we are positive when we do look to go and win the game if it's a, I, I can see it being quite a, an entertaining game as League One goes it's uh, picked to see a few goals maybe I think both teams will want to be going to win it so they could be our defence is not very good anymore and I don't know how many goals they've conceded but Lincoln always strike me as a team that win games like 4-2. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know do why that. yeah, don't know. I, I, that's based on nothing, I, I, I ex- as most of my stuff is. I know what here. you
0: mean. Yeah, they, they do kind of do that. What about you, Mickey? How do you see this one panning out? Do you think it has to be? Is anything less than three points unacceptable? Or do you think you know maybe a point with some some green shoots? There's another bit of management speak that Lee Johnson would love that. With some green shoots in there would be, would be acceptable in this one.
2: Yeah I agree with what you're saying I think a lot of it will be about performance and I can't believe I'm going to say this but it would be something of a statement result if we went there and won given how awful we've been and given like kind of they're second in the league I just think it would kind of turn like it would get a lot of people on side with Johnson obviously people aren't going to turn on them if we don't win on Saturday but I think if we do get the win there then people will be really on side but I still think we have to go there with a mentality of getting the three points because Looking at Lincoln's last five league games, they've recently recently lost to Plymouth Argyle, they've scraped past Swindon 1-0 and Swindon have been in quite quite poor form lately and they've only won two out of the last five. So really, like as I say, I'm not saying that Lincoln are a bad side, they're second in the league for a reason. But, as we've as Matthew pointed out, this league is not a good league, and it's not like when you're in the Premier League when you go up West side, it's in the top four, and the, you've got like massive difference in infrastructure and stuff like that like well. when you're suddenly in league when you League one, your mentality you got to beat to win every game and i've and I'm sure that's what Lee Johnson's mentality is going to be, so we need to go over there and like I say make a little bit of a statement on Saturday and um, come back with the three points and get us kind of like moving back up the right end of the table again.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One thing that you know makes it look a little bit more even. I was looking at like their home record compared to our away record. They've taken fifteen points at home. We've taken thirteen on the road mm. as well. So there's a you know even though our form's quite bad at the minute. There is something you know there to suggest that could be quite an even game, maybe with a, a bit of back and forth. In McGeady as well, he came on off the bench against Oldham after obviously coming back into the fold on Saturday against Wigan. Do we see McGady starting again? Um, You know, the trusted sort of bullying wingers of McGady and Maguire together or, you know, Jack Diamond's pushing for a start now as well. As much as we were saying who Johnson goes with up front will be interesting... I think, you know, I'm I'm presuming we're going to go 4-3-3 or, you know, maybe 4-2-3-1. So it'll be interesting to see who gets preferred out of that. I think given, you know, the impact that he can make on games and the fact that he's got that quality, we were talking about getting the best out of Will Grigg, in a game like this where you might need someone to produce a little bit of magic... I would. I'd give McGeady another another start personally. I would. No, agree? I,
1: I would. No, I would as well. I, think, I thought he was. I thought he was okay last week when he came, when he when he played and. Um, it doesn't say a lot. He was one of the the brightest players we had because we were de- like deplorable against Wigan, um, but considering he hasn't played since I know Charlton did play later than we did last season, but. It, we saw in the Premier League games that we watched, that was very stop-start and it was very almost like a pre-season at times. Um, yeah. He hasn't really, well, he hasn't played for us for about a year, so, uh, apart from the last week. Um, so I, I thought he did okay and I, I think he was sort of one of the only places we looked like creating anything from on, on Saturday and at, I would leave him in the team. Um, his deliveries, he's he's just he can just produce something. And if things aren't working, he's always liable to cut inside and ping one in the top corner, isn't he? Like like Maguire has done to be fair, but I'd rather take Maguire out of the team than McGeady I think. Yeah, I agree. Maguire's not been in he's been good form. Totally, he's like sort of having yeah. them games where he's just completely ineffectual. But you sort of. Usually the one-offs, but it's just—it's almost been like sort of three months.
0: Yeah, he obviously got goal on on yeah, Tuesday, I mean, yeah, but maybe. he was probably the quietest of, of the front three. I don't know if you would agree with that. Maybe you haven't watched the game as well, but if. We were bringing McGeady back in. I think I'd rather see him come in for Maguire and I'd, I'd I'd quite like to see Diamond start. I think it's I think that's quite you know you've got two different options on the wings there. If you've got the pace of, of Diamond who can get away and still put a ball in, and then you've got McGeady who likes to receive the ball, beat his man, and you know do what he does with whoever you've got up front, be it Greg or White. I don't know, Mickey. I think that's quite it gives us a bit of unpredictability as well, by and it gives us variety, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't start both Maguire and McGeady because I think one of my complaints about Sunderland in general has been that we don't have a great deal of options off the bench to switch things up when things aren't going quite according to plan. So I think having an option of bringing either Magadi on or Chris Maguire on in comparison our other substitutions I think it's quite an exciting prospect, so I wouldn't be too disappointed if um, McGeady... Was on the bench, but equally, I think based on what you've been saying there, I do think that I would prefer to see McGeady be given the opportunity to start and Maguire maybe have a game on the bench. Because as we've seen before, Maguire sometimes if you do leave him on the bench, he's quite hungry and feels like he's got a point yeah. to prove. So if Maguire comes off the bench, I think he can have a good impact. And like I've said, I think we need players like that because what else are you going to do? How Danny Graham on to just like stand around for like the last 10 minutes? Like <laughs> it's just...
0: And by the same token, to be, to be fair, I guess, you know, just, you know, because I'm sure there, there might be people out there who would like to see Maguire and McGeady start. Diamond with his pace off the bench, you know, against Tyron Defence, it's not, not the end of the world as well. And I'm, I'm sure Embleton. Might be involved somewhere, be it on the bench or or maybe probably not in the in the starting eleven. If you prefer diamond midweek, but it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. Um, ex Sunderland player as well in the in the Lincoln side, uh, Liam Bridcut oh, yeah. is rocking rocking up for the Imps these days. Nine appearances so far, so could be a bit of ex player curse in there potentially. I don't know, you know, Brad, Bridcut maybe popping up on the edge of the box, pinging one in like Grant Ledvina did against Doncaster. Well. <laughs>
1: Anyone anyone having that? Had we uh had we got a different manager uh, the other week, he probably would have been back here in January. So <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, Swapping. Yeah well he played for them. Did he play for them last season? Was, was he near
2: Bolton Was last he season? was he? I did play I against the Sydney so. at some
1: point last season. Oh I mean,
2: he put us right. Yeah, he did. He um f- famously um frequently out jumped Charlie Wyke against Borton on Boxing Day. That's fantastic, fantastic. Yes.
0: that's what we want to hear yeah, Get that in so your banter thread, Matthew
2: yeah. Lee, Liam like, Lee, Lee could played centre-half against us in a goalless draw oh, Wow,
0: what a time, what a time it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very <Love> fun. <laughs> hope he has a nice time in
2: school, I don't really
0: No, 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 but when he comes up here in the home game, then I hope he has a nice yeah, time Yeah, he might be on his return,
1: men and, you know, appreciation for him for that game against yeah, the Mavs Yeah, exactly give him like a big make sure your friend gives
0: him like a big announcement you know and like a really like prominent number four Liam Bridgut hey let's for Liam Bridgut <laughs> three cheers <G's> for Bridgut <laughs> <laughs> these imps are bloody brilliant aren't they Um what do we think prediction wise then lads are we feeling positive are we harnessing the positive energy of Lee Johnson or is it going to be same old same old at Sinsel Bank Mickey Lof, how do you see this game going give us a prediction
2: well, I think we need to, in tribute to Lee Johnson, we need to treat this as a blank canvas. Um, Lovely. And, yeah, we're going to go there, and we're going to keep a clean sheet as well. We're going to go and win 2-0, and we're going to see the rebirth of Aidan McGeady. He's going to get the opener, and then later on, Wilgrig on the break. Oh, wow.
0: plenty of positivity in that on me. You've definitely been listening to Lee Johnson's interviews. What about you, Matthew? Are you you feeling this chipper? I am. Um,
1: I think after the Lee you know, the Johnson, will, they'll have the morning stand-up. Um, and then they'll get their heads together. The
0: <laughs> morning stand. <laughs> um, they'll great.
1: get the uh, you know get the thinking caps on, some blue sky thinking. Yeah. And win four two. Four two goals are plenty. Connor McLaughlin with a brace. Continuing his fine form as well. <laughs> yeah, we need to touch way, on that, yeah. don't Since we? Since I started singing his praises on the pod, by the way, he's been great. So he was. He was, he was our best player against Wigan. He, he was. was not saying yeah, he much, was, but he was. Oh, he, was. <laughs> um, he really was. was. You're laughing at. Uh, You're laughing at that for me And and then yeah So I think It'll be a game Where Lee Johnson Will probably say things like We can take learnings From this uh, (laughs) And move forward Um, There'll be some Venn diagrams No doubt Drawn on the On the whiteboard We'll touch base Just run this one Past you Uh, (laughs) And yeah There'll be no one Running past Conor McLaughlin though So 4-2 for us Uh, I don't know With the others I don't know I don't care really Uh, Power and Um diamond oh diamond now there we go
0: lovely lovely to see um oh well i'm i'm feeling positive now as well i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 1-0 but not a boring 1-0 game a 1-0 game where you know i'm gonna i'm gonna say a good goalkeeping performance from lee burge making some good saves but the same for whoever the just a man is (laughs) playing for lincoln as well and i'm gonna go for will greg i always predict will greg to score maybe i should stop doing that it's
1: going well isn't it yeah i should
0: maybe i should Ironically, start liking Will Grigg like you did with Conor McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah. you, and then yeah. he'll like have a massive I turnaround
1: because he's great.
0: I was doing this before the start of the season, but it wasn't ironic. I kept saying yeah, like, this no, is going to yeah. be the summer of Grigg, but it wasn't. It was too too serious. That was my problem. Um, but yeah, one 0 one win for us. Will Grigg. Um, we've got a few listener questions oh, as great. well this week, so we'll have a few of them. Before we go, uh, Lee is asking us—not Lee Hi Burge, Lee. but at Lee underscore B 66 well, Would Burge. you rather go on a on a nighttime ghost hunt with Parky or have a date night with Steve Evans? I think I'd rather go. I think I'd rather
1: go on a date with Steve Evans. That's an easy question
0: for me. Steve Evans would take you to Miller and Carter, exactly. And yeah. pick up the bill himself. I That's think it? even. He'd, he'd he'd know like a nice wine. I know like it's not the like the highest quality wine in the world, but you know, fairly decent at Miller and Carter, isn't it? Like, yeah. He'd, he'd know what to get. He'd know what like went well with the steak. Yeah, and stuff like that. No,
1: okay great. No, yeah, I agree. And you'd have a few. There'd be a few beers before as well. Obviously, you. You'd, oh, but you'd, you'd go at the local. Like it wouldn't be anything flash. It'd be like or, it'd a be, be, or a golf club or a golf yes, <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly a golf club. To be fair, but I think if you went to the local, you'd be there with Steve Evans, and he'd be making sure that everyone knew that he was going to Miller and Carter after this. (laughs) And I think, whereas if you went on a ghost tour with Phil Parkinson, he'd just be walking around trying to spot players that used to play for him. Like, oh, well, there's the, I don't know, the ghost of his, who did he knock? keep in the championship? (laughs) The ghost of Gary (laughs) (laughs) Medina. Oh, he played for me at Bolton. I do love the idea
0: of Steve Evans in the pub, like letting everyone know that he's going gone. Miller, Miller and, and Carter, Carter, after Obel. this, I, I'm, am only in for one, Sharon, um, because um, uh, Mil- you know, you know, Miller and, Ca- yeah, it's just open. just, a d- just d- deal, deal,
1: like, but it's worth it, like,
0: it's worth, not every week, <laughs> not every week, but like, you, you know, sometimes it's just Brewsters. I don't know why he's from Sunderland now, <laughs> but but I, M- M- Miller and Carter, oh. You- you're not big. You know how like, like you know
1: I like it's Sharon I clip its arms and wipe its arse. Aye,
2: aye, aye. <laughs> I think I I think Steve Evans as well. Like I can really see him going for like the the like the blazer and like, oh, shirt. Absolutely. Like, absolutely like like like, blip, like blazer shirt with like three buttons undone and then like jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: I can picture it. Absolutely. Date night with Steve Evans at Miller and Carter. Let's make <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds like an affecting <laughs> <and> this
1: Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It does actually Slaughter's
1: restaurant.
0: Stop plugging another podcast anyway, <laughs> It sounds man. like a From the
1: Terraces sketch,
0: Rory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what <all> I like. <laughs> um, got well, you you mentioned from the terraces, oh, right. and obviously we mentioned them in the in the second half there the beginning of the second half Lee Anderson's asked us how long before we get Lee Johnson sporting from the terraces apparel he was yeah. wearing quite a nice scarf on uh, on Tuesday night I noticed that and you know people have been his jacket split opinion in the wise men say group chat but you know he's, he's clearly a man who who values his his style certainly a bit more than than Parkinson <laughs> our, our last manager I think that's fair to say he was always like mainly in he, 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 Parkinson had one look and stuck to it actually I yeah, will give him um, that yeah no
1: he did yeah, but, but Johnson, you know, he,
0: he he's, yeah, quite dull, no, no, quite vanilla. Yeah. but Johnson seems to put a, a little bit more thought into it. I don't know, Chris Blythe, if you're listening, maybe, maybe let's try and uh, hook Lee Johnson up with a gilet He was, I think, he might have been wearing a gilet yeah, he on, was on was Tuesday, actually. His jacket,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. So
0: I think, I think, just a matter of time. To answer your question. Agreed. There, I would agree, I agree. Uh, we've had one from Daryl Gray saying, Is this Conomac's best run of form? Will continue? Oh. We kind of covered that, but like, it, it's true. It's worth it. It is, and it, and it will. <laughs> it will. It will indeed. Uh, Keith Cowden, you gave him a little mention earlier, Matthew. He's asking, How's the new floorboards? Very quickly. How's uh, the new floorboards? Right.
1: Well, yeah, there was an issue with the original floorboards of the house, so we've had to buy some laminate <laughs> flooring, and that's half done.
0: So. <laughs> oh, well, there's progress, uh, progress nonetheless. Well, <laughs> Got one here from Alex Campbell. Um, how long do we have to be patient before we start being for Lee Johnson's head? Just want to know what the acceptable standard is with the manager. Three, six or nine months. I love how he's putting it in months. Doesn't even extend it to a year. Half-time at Lincoln So I don't, me. So I don't go too much. So you're saying half-time at Lincoln. <coughs> All right, Mickey, what do you think is acceptable to start shouting Johnson
2: out? <laughs> Um, I think when he makes his team selection on Saturday, that's oh, right. a bit of yeah. half halftime. Oh, just, not even halftime for you. Just, just have absolute. Well, not for me, but you know like some fans are. Like for them, just fume on Probably. Twitter when the team gets picked. Fair <laughs> then. Absolutely. Well, for me, it's it's until he starts wearing from the terraces.
1: Or rules it out. If he rules it out, then he should be sacked immediately.
0: <laughs> agree, agree very strongly. Um, we did have one Matthew that I do have to read out from friend of the pod Jake asking how many times did Matthew get megged last night at five aside. He's intrigued to know. Is
1: he? I'm intrigued he to is. know how many more times he's playing five aside with us. <laughs>
0: well, don't say that. We might be shocked. <laughs> it was be, uh, three, times. Three, three
1: times. Three
0: times. But you know, you you you, you level
1: it out with some nice goals. Well, didn't it you? did you know we. I think I scored seven Damn. or eight last night, which is I think oh. i equaled Will Griggs' entire Sunderland career tally.
2: I mean, once I, once I came, I failed. I made it a bit easier for you but yeah. You know. Yeah, well, is, I mean, a, that's maybe, very true. Very maybe, good
1: in very goal, goal which is quite annoying. Um, <laughs> It was
0: a uh, yeah. I was very glad I was on your team last night, Mick. So I didn't have to we get. We could annoyed do a prize well,
1: it were one week someone wins to play with us for five a side,
0: <laughs> five a side of us. That would be. Good, so I've just announced it? that.
1: Sorry, Dad. Literally four <laughs> people probably wanting <laughs> to do it. Um,
0: we were on separate teams, though, Matthew. I didn't like it. It didn't.
1: I wasn't. I know. I didn't like it. It took some getting used to. Well, didn't yeah, us. but even then, at the end, I was. I got shouted at actually by one of like, Chris Green. If you're listening. Shouted at you. I, you can get that back, and I, I don't want it, but I want Rory to have a yeah, nice time. Yeah, it was
0: because it was it was trying to get it back off me. Did not feel right. <laughs> um, we'll end on this question from Danny at I'm Danny Gavin. What do you think Lee Johnson's favourite sandwich is? Mm. Interesting one, isn't it? Chicken and avocado. I think he- me. Yeah, I think he's got something quite more modern in there, like like an avocado or a bit of feta in there as no, well. Yeah. Maybe nice, I think nice that's to... I think that's quite a good shout. What about What about you, Mick? What, what What's just th- Can you see Lee Johnson scranning on?
2: Um, I was going to go over chicken and avocado Brute. Um, I can see him having like a nice like smoked salmon Sonny Nice. Yeah. He's not going to like. Say that. He's
1: not going to get. He's not going to be ordering slop, is he? No.
2: No. no. <laughs> No, Absolutely he's, he's, he's not. not. He's not going to order like chicken with mayonnaise, like nothing, nothing <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's he's, dry, he's not like
0: yeah, he's not a just ham or anything like that, is he? Absolutely not. Or like a tuna mayonnaise. He's man. gone into the I he's think...
1: gone into the manager's office now and he's chucking all of
2: Phil Parkinson's just
1: ham yeah. sandwiches <laughs> out <laughs> of the I, I do
2: get I do get the vibe with Lee Johnson. He probably just enjoys a straight up like kind of like chicken and bacon sarn, um, sarnie a bit more, but he wants to be seen to be like in the higher end stuff.
0: Yeah, or maybe he gets the chicken a bit insidey, but he like has like a little bottle of Tabasco of keeps, like, in his desk or some, drawer yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sriracha or something like that, and like pops that. On I've just instead. opened the so like...
1: condiments cupboard. Just out of, like it <laughs> just, just, just didn't, just didn't even to mean to. I just like we were talking about sriracha, and I was like, I oh, hope I've got some for me you there. Have <laughs> so that's that. Good. <laughs> Yeah, well, Matthew Keelan clearly wants his
0: tea, so we should probably wrap up and get out of here. Hopefully, it is a win on the road for Sunderland on Saturday. Hopefully it's Lee Johnson's first league win. Whatever the result, me and Matthew will be back to react to that on Saturday evening. And Gareth and Stephen will be back with you on Monday to look at the game in a little bit more detail. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. Over and out. <laughs>